Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you. I am home in Indiana from my journey to Idaho. What a great trip that was. Met some fantastic law enforcement officers from around Idaho. Great group of people. So refreshing to be in a place where everybody wants to be there. You know, Idaho is gorgeous as it is. It's a hard place. Winters are hard. Even summers are hard. But if you like the outdoors, if you like freedom, if you like other people who like freedom, well, Idaho's your place. And to be around such a motivated group, an honorable group, a group that's just done a lot of amazing things, as I got to know those law enforcement officers from all over, just some of the things they've done in their career, helping their communities is just unbelievable. Such an honor to be there. And it was such a contrast (laughs) to what I experienced flying home. I got to share this with you today. For no other reason than if you look around the world and think our values have been turned upside down and people are going crazy, you're right. You are not wrong. So let me paint a picture for you. I mean, pretty much in the airlines, they won't let you on a plane if you don't have a mask. Um, They enforce it fairly and equally. They don't really let people get away with anything. Yet, there also is that whole dichotomy of you get on this plane without a mask, we're going to kick you off and you're never going to fly again. But the second you're on the plane and they hand you something to eat, you can take your mask off. So I fly a lot. I get comped. I get bumped up, you know, to business class. So even though main coach, they're not really giving them stuff. They're giving us food. And the second you're eating, you know, you're sitting right next to somebody, your mask is down and you're eating. That's just the way it is. Well, on this particular flight, it was a long flight. It was, I had a layover in Phoenix and we're coming back from Phoenix to Chicago and it's a long flight. And once everybody is boarded, this older, older man had to be in his late seventies comes on the plane with his younger woman. Now, as I watched them and I heard them talk and I could tell the older man was very wealthy and he was kind of a, you know, sugar daddy. And this young woman was like his girl. And he was this guy to look at him. I mean, he he was kind of piggish looking. I mean, just old and kind of overweight and bad skin and a big alcohol nose. You know, you see people that drink a lot and they get those big orange noses. I mean, that was this guy. And as they come on the plane, the American Airlines official who worked at the gate came on with them, and I'm, I'm at right up there in the front, and I'm overhearing it. And evidently, this old dude was trying to get on the plane without a mask, and it was a big to-do. And so finally, he put one on. They followed him on. And it, it was one of those things where you feel sorry for him, but you don't. I mean, hey, put a mask on. You're not going to get on the plane. I know you don't like it. On the flip side of it, dude had this huge nose. His mask kept slipping over. He said he had hard trouble breathing through the mask, um, and he just didn't want to wear one, and it was this battle. And, you know, but he wasn't obnoxious. He wasn't loud. You know, he just, you weren't looking. His mask was down. So on the flight, you could tell there were a couple of people sitting around me that were very uncomfortable about this guy. Because, you know, half the time his mask would be down and then he would put it up. But again, like when I had my mask off for an hour eating the food they gave us, no one looked at me funny. 
but my mask was off and no one looked at me funny because I'm eating. Then I put it back on, you know, watch movies or whatever. But the couple in front of me and then the couple in front of him, you could tell they just didn't like it. And he wasn't obnoxious. Now, I'm not defending what he was doing, but he wasn't obnoxious about it. And, you know, he every once in a while he tried to put his mask up. He had this big nose and the mask would fall down. It was kind of hilarious. And next to him was his, like, you know, girl, like 40 years younger than him <laughs> with these super long fake um, uh, fingernails. I mean, at one point, you know, he's sitting there. He's just this grumpy looking old dude, doesn't want to wear a mask. And his girl sitting next to him literally pulls out her wallet and it's a stack of $100 bills. And she's just sitting there counting them. And I'm thinking, you're on your way from Phoenix to Chicago in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's like, you know, 11 o'clock at night and you're counting $100 bills as you like admire your fingernails. Anyway, it was a bizarre scene. So that goes on the whole flight. And really, there's not much of an incident, but gets to the end of the flight. And we had had troubles on this flight anyway. And we get to the gate and whoever's doing the gates having a hard time getting the ramp to go to the plane. We're all standing there to, to, to um, get off. And all of a sudden, these two couples ahead of me start going off on this guy. I mean, it was crazy. And one couple, they're older. They're probably in their 70s. The other couple was a little bit younger. They're probably in their 50s. They're going off. I can't believe this. And it's so disrespectful. And what? You don't think you need to wear a mask? And they're just going off on this dude, almost like threatening to them. And there's nothing threatening about these two couples. You know, the husbands don't look that very big or tough. And their wives, you know, one of their wives is like borderline cripple. And they're going off on this guy. And then the guy's standing over there. He ain't saying a word. I mean, literally, you got to give the dude credit. He doesn't say a word. And I'm watching this. I mean, it's crazy how, how upset they're getting. I mean, they're turning on the guy. They're, like, getting in his face. They're, like, pointing fingers at his girlfriend. They're, like, they can't believe people won't wear a mask and all this stuff. And I'm thinking... You're like six inches from strangers. You got on a plane and you're that worried about this dude whose mask keeps falling down on a plane where everybody is like eating food and drinking water on the three hour flight and don't have a mask on. And I'm sitting back and I'm watching this and I'm like, isn't that what we've become? You know, because, you know, in a way, neither one of them, you could understand where they both were coming from. I mean, you could understand where the old dude was coming from with his mask, wouldn't stay up, was uncomfortable to wear, had a hard time breathing, okay, literally. And he, and, and by the way, if he's got a hard time breathing and it puts him at a high risk for dying for COVID, well, that's his choice to be out, and he was cool with it. The other people, you can understand where they came from. They're law-abiding people. They do what they're told. They're told to put a mask on. They put a mask on. They see this guy trying to break the rules. They don't like it. They're upset. So you could see where they were coming from. You could see both sides to that story. But at the end of the day, there we are on a plane, packed in like sardines, where, by the way, if you look in the news, very, very few people, if any, have gotten sick from flying on a plane, much less die. You got these two people that are so concerned about this guy. They're freaking out. I mean, as they left the plane, they're walking down the, hall, the, the corridors of O'Hare, Complaining about this guy. Can you believe what we saw? And then I think about that, and I think about Idaho. You know, I cross into Idaho, and I'm probably 20 miles into Idaho from driving from the airport, and I stopped to get something to eat. And it was one of these, like, rural gas stations with a market and all kinds of stuff, but a really nice one because Idaho is so rural. A place like this is almost like their mall. And I get there, and there are people everywhere. I've been outside on four-wheelers, 
hunting, riding motorcycles, families coming in there. Not a worry in the world. Some people had masks, some people didn't. Nobody was giving anybody else a hard time. Everybody seemed happy. Everybody seemed peaceful. It was all good. And then you get on this plane, and these people are going crazy and paranoid. And, and you see it at the airports. I mean, there are people you'll see sitting in a corner with like four, three masks on, you know, two masks and a visor. And literally, you can see their eyes. They're like looking around, and somebody takes their mask off to eat. They're like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And then I was sitting next to this one person, and it was crazy. So they're, we're in this airport. There's no one within 10 feet of them, easily. Nobody within 10 feet of them. So they're not going to infect anybody, and no one's going to infect them in that moment. And they got their little piping hot Starbucks, and they've got their you know $12 scone from the airport food vendor. And literally every sip and every bite, this was the picture. One hand on their beverage or one hand on their $12 scone. The other hand on the bottom of their mask. And they would literally pull that mask up, take a sip, move the coffee away, put the mask back down as they chewed. And then when they were satisfied with that hot java, they would then put down you know, the coffee all the way, grab the scone with one hand, put the other hand on the bottom of the mask, pull the mask up, bite their scone, let the mask down, enjoy their scone, all happy. Repeat, must have taken the dude 30 minutes to finish that coffee and scone. He wasn't 10 feet at any time in that whole episode from anybody else. Airports are not busy. Are we crazy? I mean, think about it. Are we crazy? And we're trusting our neighbors to make good decisions for us on politics and economics in schools. Idiots. Run by emotion. Run by emotion. And that's everywhere. And, and the reason I bring that up, I hate just complaining. You know, I hate, I hate, part of me is like, uh, I don't want to get on here and just, uh, but that's everywhere. I mean, that's a scary thing. I mean, I was on a trip to Idaho. I saw the dude in an airport in Salt Lake City acting that way, you know, with his sips of coffee and, and, and bites of scone. And then I'm in Phoenix and then you're going from Phoenix to Chicago, whole different group of people. And you see these people literally freaking out because this old man can't keep a mask over his big, you know, alcoholic nose. It's crazy. And, that, and it has changed us. This last year has changed us. That's what fear does. Fear will make you do crazy things. It'll make you do crazy, irrational things. And the problem is, once you've given yourself over to that logic long enough, once Truth has become whatever you want it to be. You don't change that right away. You just don't. You don't change that right away. And, and, and then when you get more and more people behind it, it kind of gets its own momentum. Because you could tell that one of the reasons at the end of that flight, those two couples just started going off on this dude, was because for the first time on the flight, they were talking to each other. And they realized, oh, that bothered me too. I can't believe I kept my mask on and never let it drop down over my nose. And that old guy wasn't. And they had that conversation and then they felt empowered by it. And then the next thing you know, it's like they want to kill this guy. And the whole time I'm standing there and I'm thinking, 
So you weren't bothered when me and the guy next to me and the people behind me and you and the other people were like, you know, eating our airline food and had our masks down. I didn't bother you. You know, when, when they brought you your cup of wine and you took your mask off to drink, well, that's all cool. Okay. But when the old dude is leaning his head up against the bulkhead of the plane and his mask comes down over his big nose and he doesn't pull it back up, well, that is just going to kill people. That's going to infect the plane. We're going to be walking off as zombies when we land in Chicago. Idiots. Sick of it. We got to call people out, man. Don't wait for other people not to be crazy. We got to start calling crazy, crazy. Okay? We got to start declaring what is true, what is obvious, what is good. For so long, we haven't done that. You know, I, I talk a lot about, like, family. But it, it's true. The, 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 the surest thing to do to make sure you're going to be happy and your kids are going to be successful, there's one thing, and there's nothing in any study anywhere that's even close. You got a happy marriage. You stay together as a family. You raise your kids in that house, and it don't matter how much money you have or how much money you don't have. That is the one thing most likely to make sure kids are successful. And we live in a world where the key to kids being successful is like anything but that. Oh, we got to have them in school longer. Oh, we got to have more programs. Oh, we got to spend more money on this. That don't work. You don't, you don't have a family that don't work. People talk about more money for any city, inner city schools. More money is spent on them than almost anywhere. More than private schools, more than Catholic schools. Lord knows more than homeschools. I mean, our homeschool budget, you, you couldn't buy lunch for one student for a month in public school. And see, we don't talk about that openly. We don't. Now, a subculture of people do. And a subculture of people talk about those things. And then they get ostracized as you're crazy. But, you know, you watch the news. You watch the media. People don't talk about that stuff. We, we want outliers to be the norm. We want crazy to be the norm. You should be sick of it. I'm sick of it. This flight made me sick of it. Especially when I saw the freedom-loving people of Idaho. And that's no exaggeration. The freedom-loving people of Idaho. Thank you, Idaho. You know, earlier all week I was talking about George Washington. I think one of the reasons I talked about George Washington, his love for liberty, his love for freedom, wanting to live in a land where people were united by that, is because I saw it in Idaho. Everybody I met, everybody in that class, outdoors, freedom-loving, government leave me alone. It might be 40 below and 10 feet of snow on the ground, but I'm going to find a way to take care of myself. That's who was out there. That's who those people are. It was a beautiful thing. It motivated me. It really did. It motivated me. And then when I witnessed what I did coming home, which by the way, I do in any flight, every flight anywhere, you see some version of that. This was just so in your face, especially after having spent time in Idaho. Just compelled me today to preach a little on freedom, taking a stand, calling out crazy, calling out truth, sharing it with your neighbors, sharing it with your friends, being bold. Aim high. Aim high, my friends. Spread your wings on truth, on freedom, on adventure, on love, on family. And keep your eyes on the things that matter. Speak truth. Be bold. Be a freedom lover. Be a patriot. Be an American. 
make George Washington proud. So until next time, I am your host, Silouan. I will be with you tomorrow on Friday, kicking off the weekend. Until then, peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green. Cheers.